Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, and of course, my blog talk radio community, and those who may be joining me in the chat room later. I hope you're having a great start to your week, and happy Labor Day for all of those in the United States who are celebrating, because I know in other parts of the world you celebrate Labor Day maybe in May and other months of the year. So happy Labor Day to all of you out there. And our sponsor, Audible.com, more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And a little bit later on, I will be sharing my audiobook selection for this week with you. Well, tonight, I am super excited. I'm always excited about doing this podcast, but I'm super excited because I had an opportunity to sit down and interview my client, Lainey Johnson, who will be sharing some keys on how to manage large, multiple, million-dollar contracts. There's so much I want to say because I'm just so excited about the topic because I know this is something that a lot of you out there who are business owners, you want to do. You want to have the government contracts. You want to have the multimillion-dollar contracts. This is a woman who has done it. I have had the pleasure of working. At one point, I was working on three contracts simultaneously with her. So if anybody knows how to do it, she knows how to do it, and I've learned so much from her. So shortly, I'm going to share that interview with you. And then, of course, after that, I'm going to be sharing some tips on my Taylor's Tip Time, just on some administrative stuff on how to manage projects, because that was my role in um, working with her, is the administrative aspect. And, of course, I've got my product suggestion, app suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion for this week. So. You know, those of you who are regular listeners know I always do my little Google search in regards to some type of statistic as it relates to the topic of the evening. And according to USAspending.gov, the largest government contracts were awarded in the following three states, $291 billion, New York over $148 billion, and Texas, over $143 
billion. So those of you who have been just, that's part of your plan to go after large government contracts, multi-million dollar contracts, um, I wanted to bring this to you because I wanted you to get insight on how it's done. Um, I have a lot more I want to share, but I want to definitely bring on Lainey Johnson, who um, I had the pleasure of working with her for over five years on government contracts. And just to give you a brief background about how we met, um, I had, you know, in passing and networking, I heard the name Lainey Johnson. Her name is actually Elaine, but they call her Lainey. And one day I went to a SBA meeting to talk about, that was talking about government contracts. She came in. And the person who was running the meeting said, Lainey, I'll talk to you during the break. I said, Lainey? So how many people on the face of the earth have named Lainey? So therefore, during the break, I turned around because he said her last name. I said, Lainey Johnson, Janet Taylor. And after that, it was that was it. And we really got to connect. Um, we got to know each other. She got to know my work ethic, which was key because that's for me to work on these contracts with her. And even though when we first started, we were all, it was like a group, um, there was four of us. We were working together on a proposal. And when I say working, we were working till the midnight hour, pulling this proposal together to submit it. And actually one person drove the proposal to Washington, D.C., the RFP, so that, um, we would be considered. And actually, all of that work paid off because that was when I got the call and she asked me what I was doing. I said, I am drying dishes. She said, put the dishes down. And that's when we found out about the first one. So I hope that you enjoy. I hope that you get something from this conversation I had with Lainey Johnson. Um, and, of course, afterwards, you can call me at 646 Six at 646-478-5386. But I suggest right now you just listen and you get as much information you can, and this may be an interview you want to listen to over and over again. Well, listeners, I am excited. Well, of course, today we're celebrating Labor Day, but joining me tonight is Lainey Johnson, the president of Financial Business Solutions. Um, she is one of my clients, and I just love working with her. So um, I'm going to introduce her, and then we can get right into our interview because we are going to talk about strategies for managing multiple million-dollar contracts because everybody always wants to be on these big, huge contracts, and you really don't know that it takes a lot of organization and project management and teamwork to really um, do these things successfully. So Financial Business Solutions, LLC, is a certified woman-owned small business, originally established in 2005, which offers high-quality, courteous, and reliable accounting and consulting services. They have contracted with several federal government agencies, including the Department of Defense, Department of Housing and Urban Development, the Federal Aviation Supply, excuse me, the Federal Aviation Administration. I was thinking about my government job years ago, and the Federal Transportation administration. They specialize in compliance-related accounting services, 
mobile notary services related to estate planning, as well as support services to the mortgage industry, including underwriting and loan signing closings. Welcome, Lainey. Wow, that sounds great. I'm like, who is that you're talking about? That's my business. <laughs> thank you, that Jerry, is... for that intro. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Lainey, for taking time out of your busy schedule to um, do this interview. And before I get into talking about, you know, the strategies of managing multiple um, million-dollar contracts, can you share with the listeners your professional background before you started your company, Financial Business Solutions? Okay, before I started uh, Financial Business Solutions in 2005, I had been a financial advisor immediately before uh, starting the business. Before being a financial advisor, I had been basically a corporate accountant. So I did uh, mergers and acquisitions. I did financial consolidations, financial reporting, financial analysis, you name it, pretty much everything in the corporate accounting world except be a credit collector. Uh, that is basically my background. I graduated from Villanova University now over 25 years ago <laughs> when we won the last championship with a degree in accounting, and then I went on to work with the international accounting firm of PricewaterhouseCoopers. I became a certified public accountant shortly afterwards and then later went on to work in corporate America initially as, a, you know, a ground-level accountant and then worked my way up. I decided uh, sometime after to obtain a master's degree in business administration, specializing in finance, and uh, I was going on my corporate route with uh, my, my MBA and my CPA and, and doing that kind of thing before I started, you know what, I think I want to start my own thing. Okay. Well, and, you know, after you shared, you know, your background, now it, it gives me a better understanding of how you were so successful in working on large and government contracts. So when you started your business, what made you decide to go after the large and government contracts? Well, what I saw, first of all, you know that it is very difficult being a small business owner. And, in fact, uh, more than half of small businesses fail within the first five years. So being an accountant and having that financial background, I knew all of that. So what is the biggest problem when it comes to being successful as, as a small business? One is obtaining clients. The second is maintaining clients. And the last is getting paid from those same clients. So when I started my business, I had the wonderful opportunity uh, to connect with some great people who could essentially keep my business running. They were a few key critical clients that were able to use my professional services, and they were large enough at that particular time where I would build them and they would pay me within a reasonable time. Now, most times in terms of, of, of purchasing and sending out invoices, most terms are considered net 15 or net 30. So if you're not familiar with those terms, basically when you send out an invoice, you anticipate getting paid within 30 days. Now, remember, my type of business is a professional service business. So it's not a business deals and product. 
The government also deals with tons and tons and tons of products, but I'm not focusing on that aspect of government contracting for this conversation. I'm primarily talking about professional service contracts with the government. So as a result of being connected with a few large uh, clients, I realized that, well, if I could do it at this scale, maybe I could do it at a larger scale. And that's when I decided to pursue government contracts. So with your experience in, in large and government contracts, what do you feel some of the reasons that businesses are not successful at managing those contracts? The number one problem really is being able to manage, and I said this before, so an accountant, is cash flow. It's so important and critical to, to your business to have access to capital. It's really, really important. And you may say, well, well what exactly does that mean, Lainey? Well, what that means is if you want to go after larger contracts, typically you need to staff up for those contracts. And if you're going to have staff, you're going to have to have a mechanism to pay your staff and pay your staff on a timely basis. So if you don't have access to capital, access to credit, an ability to get a loan or a line of credit, you're not going to be able to go after larger contracts. It's just too much for your capacity. Mm. And I don't think people realize it. I think they look at the, the dollar amount of the award and they get excited, but they don't realize that it takes a while for you, like you said, to get that cash flow going. Like it's exactly. 30 days, Nate, Nate, so... Yeah, you, you you may not be able, and typical with government contracting, if you're a small business, there's a requirement to pay you as a, a small payer. So if you're a small business, the U.S. government has to pay you within a specific period of time. So let's just say that specific period of time is 30 days after the invoice has been approved, okay? These are important words, after the invoice has been approved not after the invoice has been submitted because there is a hierarchy structure on the approval of the invoice, and it may sit in a manager's office for 30 or 45 days before they decide to review it and approve it, and then another 30 days before you are paid. And in the interim, you still have to continue to maintain uh, your labor force on that particular contract. So it's really, really important to be able to manage cash flow. Another person that said to me once in the seminar, she said, Lady, I never realized that your personal credit is your business credit. And that is 100% true. If you want to be able to go after large contracts and your credit rating is not very good, you're going to have to improve that because the U.S. government isn't going to want to do a contract with you as they feel that you're a person who can't handle your own finances. They're not going to give you a multimillion-dollar contract, and they're saying this person is on the verge of bankruptcy. So they want someone that is stable financially and can handle cash flow. So if you say to yourself, well, you know, I don't have a financial background like you, Lainey. What do I do? Hire yourself a very good bookkeeper. <laughs> That's what you do. You hire yourself a very good bookkeeper and you meet with them frequently. 
And secondarily, you have to package yourself and go have a conversation with your local banker. Most small businesses are sometimes afraid to go in and have that conversation with their local banker. But even some of the bigger banks have small business representatives in each of their branches that you can go to and talk to and explain to them exactly what you're trying to do. In my particular case, I had an opportunity to bid on a state contract. It wasn't a government, a federal government contract, but it was a local state government contract. And this required a lot of travel, and it required a lot of hotel stay. So I had to arrange flight arrangements, rental cars, reimbursements for driving, all of that for a team of people for a, you know, specific point of time. It wasn't a long contract, but it was a specific point of time. Well, in order to get my people out into the field, I needed to have those resources available for them. They weren't in the, in the position to, say, buy airplane flight from here to California every week. They couldn't afford to do that. So as a small business owner, as the person on the prime responsible for that contract, it was up to me to make sure that those folks could get there, could have reasonable accommodations, accommodations and be able to return uh, and, and also be able to have their regular per diems and, and eat and eat according to the, uh, the standards that the government has set and be reimbursed for mileage according to the standards that the government has set. So what I did was, knowing that this was something that was coming up, I went to my local small business banker, and we arranged a financing program that was, that was good for me. Wow. Well, when you're saying all this and all of those things and all of those steps and all those strategies, I'm thinking in my mind, okay, Lane, so how important is organization? Because, you know, I'm an organizer. Mm-hmm. And managing mm-hmm. the multi-million dollar contracts, because to me it sounds like you, you were very organized and strategic on what you did. So how important is organization in doing all of this? Organization, Janet, you know firsthand, without a good team that's organized and structured, you're doomed for failure. There are so many steps involved with government contracting, meaning that there's so many I's and so many T's to cross, that if you don't have your checks and balances in place, you're not in jeopardy of not only meeting the terms of the contract, you probably won't meet the terms of the contract, you may get a bad review. You may not be able to work with that particular government agency again, all because you missed a deadline or a milestone. So you've got to have a strong administrative support team to make sure that you are meeting the deadlines according to the scope of work that the federal government has set out for you. Now, when you're working on a smaller scale, then, as we say, the deadlines might be a little bit loosey-goosey. But the deadlines of the federal government are firm. And if you miss a deadline, it could be detrimental to your entire relationship. And that is so true. And that's why and that's why I used to crack the whip, as you said. Yeah, <laughs> because, because it's it's important if you if you miss a deadline or if you're late or if you can't if you can't give them adequate notice as to whatever the constraints are. And and what people don't realize, even as a small business, you are reviewed at every step of the way. You're reviewed, and if you get a damaging mark from one agency, that could strike you out for working with with any other agency because they're saying this this is not a good contractor for the government. 
this this contractor misses deadlines. And so you've got to be, you've got to have a team working with you. And I say a team because no man is an island. You can't do it all by yourself. You can lead the way. You can set a structure. But you need very, and I, I impress upon you, very competent people in key positions in order to to be successful with the government. Very competent people <laughs> in key <laughs> positions. It definitely, you know, needs uh, repeating because without that, you're you're again, you're going to be doomed. You're going to have such a hard time. You're not going to know uh, the status of your various product projects. You're not going to be able to articulate what's going on uh, with each of your projects. And so if you are a person who is not very organized, but this is your business, then what do you need to do? Just like you need to hire a very good bookkeeper, you need to hire a very good administrator, very good administrator. And that administrator could be an executive assistant, an admin assistant, or just a, a personal assistant that can keep you on track with the things that you need to do. Something as simple as keeping up a calendar of events. How important is that? I know with all the great gadgets that we have out here, you know, I use my smartphone for everything. But everything is also interconnected. So when those uh, appointments go out, they're on your phone, they're on your computer, so you know exactly what you can commit to and what you can't. And that is key. I mean, not only the appointments, but also, like you said, the deadlines. And also knowing that you've got a deadline, but then you need to do the work before the deadline. So don't wait until... You know, the last the, minute, the, right? Yeah, the, the 23rd hour. <laughs> and you're trying to trying to pull stuff together. Now, I know we've all done things at the 11th hour. Mm-hmm, Danny, mm-hmm. you and I, we, we, we've done things at the 11th hour. But it wasn't because of lack of preparation. You yeah. know, you have to understand that with, with the larger contracts, and again, I'm, I'm emphasizing the larger contracts, mm-hmm. there are so many different people involved. Everybody plays a role. And so with the larger context, you're in, you're, you're in a teaming situation with the people that immediately work with you, but also other people that you expect to, to team with, which leads me to this. If you're a small business owner and you're looking to get into government contracting in a large way, it is extremely difficult, difficult to strike out completely independently on your own. The most businesses that are the most successful are those that have some type of teaming arrangement or joint venture with an experienced government contractor. You see, the government does not want to take an opportunity or a chance on someone that has not proven themselves to them. Now, you may have proven yourself in the private sector, but you have yet to prove yourself within the government sector. And because of it, purchasing agents, contracting offices are very hesitant to hire a a company without any type of what is deemed as past performance with the government. Your past performance with the government allows you to segue into other areas, and the best way to do that is to team with a successful government contractor. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I'm just listening. I'm just taking all your little nuggets. You're taking nuggets That's what I'm doing. I'm like, but, but, I know I'm supposed to be doing an interview, but I'm like, okay. So <laughs> this is for me, I'll, right? Well, my, so every, my biggest success, my biggest success was because I learned how to team with other contractors. Yeah. That 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 was my biggest, biggest, uh, biggest success. And if you think about it, 
Um, as you mentioned in, in the introduction, uh, I've worked with the Department of Defense. I've worked with within the Department of Defense, the Navy, as well as the uh, National Guard. Uh, I've worked with the Federal Transit Administration, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, and we currently have a contract with the Federal Aviation uh, Administration. So you don't get those things just by winging it. You, you, you've got to build relationships no different than as you build relationships in your business today through your regular contacts. And that is so true. So, Lainey, of all the experiences you have gained in working with the large and government contracts, is there one thing that you wish maybe somebody had just taken you aside and said, Lainey, you need to know this about managing the, 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 the government and a large contract? Well, I got to tell you, the first thing, if you notice, I mentioned was money. Mm. I, um, even as an accountant, as a CPA, even with my financial background, you really need to identify the timing of payments. And I really didn't know that. And so you, so you may say, well, honey, what, what do you mean timing of payments? What, what does that mean? You need to connect how you pay your contractors and subcontractors and your employees in line with how you're getting paid from the federal government. So here's an example. If you have your current employees that you have working with you, and you pay them every week, but you may not get paid from a federal contract until 60 days after invoice presentment, you need to factor all that in, and you need to factor in the next payroll. So you need to have that payroll, that weekly payroll during that 60-day period, and you probably need to have that weekly payroll two days leading up to that 60-day period and two, day, and, and two weeks after. So two weeks before, two weeks after, and the 60 days of wait time. Well, now you're talking about 90 days of cash flow. And, again, I have an accounting background, and I really didn't put the pieces together initially. So the other thing I really didn't put the pieces together is, you know, early on in my contracting career, I didn't know that the government really wouldn't hire me if I didn't partner with somebody. <laughs> mm. I, didn't, I didn't know. So I'm trying to bid on these professional service contracts. And let, and let me uh, make a distinction. There are professional service contracts that you can get for $25,000 or less that can be issued through a simple purchase order through a purchasing agent. That's not the kind of contract that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the million-dollar-plus contracts. So, yes, those $25,000 contracts, yes, you can get those, and you don't need to partner with anyone to do those. But that's not the type of contract we were able to secure three- and five-year contracts in excess of a million dollars each year. Um, that's what we were able to do. Now, when you look at that, there's lots of people in the mix. It's not just Lainey Johnson with a million-dollar contract. There's a Lainey Johnson with a million-dollar contract who has employees, who has uh, teaming partners, you know, who has overhead. You know, all these things go into play, and understanding uh, the mechanics of your business is very important. So early on, I really didn't know how much cash flow I needed, and I really didn't have anyone to kind of guide me, <laughs> you know. Uh, so it was really something I, uh, I unfortunately had to learn. It was, it was hands-on. I had to learn. So, you know, I was one of those people where I found myself in my first major contract, and, uh, you know, I needed no less than a $100,000 line of credit. <laughs> no less. Wow. And so I had to go again to my banker 
And, you know, and I'm not talking a small business loan, so let me make the distinction. There are small business loans that are available for certain types of things, but I am talking normal business loans that don't include an SBA component. Most small business loans have some type of personal guarantee that's tied to the residence and, and some other things. Uh, so I am not talking about a small business loan or SBA-backed loan. I'm talking about working with your local banker to obtain lines of credit. Oh, and by the way, you can go to more than one bank and ask for a line of credit. And you can do that at the same time. You don't have to restrict yourself. Uh, so I was able to develop uh, two primary relationships with two completely different banks to increase the amount of leverage that I had so that I could make payroll. I think the biggest thing that you could do wrong as an employer is to miss payroll. Miss payroll. That is the biggest thing that you can do. I understand that you're a small business, but when you take on the responsibility of having a contract and hiring people, you must pay your people on time. And that not only goes for your employees, Janet, as you know, that goes for your subcontractors. Your Mm -hmm. subcontractors deserve to be paid no less than in a timely fashion the same as you do your employees. There's nothing worse than being a subcontractor working in a relationship and then having to go months and months before the prime contractor pays you. You're doing yourself a disservice, and you're obviously doing doing your contractors a disservice, and those are folks who are never going to really going to want to work with you on any other contract because they know simply you're not a good payer. You're not, you're not a business owner of integrity. And that is so true. That is so true. I love working with you, Lane. You know I do. So <laughs> you have given, like, so much information. So how can listeners get in contact with you, hire you as a speaker, consultant? Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Well, my website address is www.solutionsllc.com. That's F as in Frank, D as in boy, S as in Sam, fdsolutionsllc.com. They can also reach me uh, via email at info, that's info, at fdsolutionsllc.com, or via telephone at 877-853-2267. The number again is 877-853-2267. And, of course, listeners, as I always do, I will have a link on the show page directly to our guest tonight, Lainey Johnson's website. Well, Lainey, I thank you so much for your time and all your valuable nuggets that you just shared tonight. I'm just like, <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but I'm like, okay, let me take a note over here and there. That's great, Janet. I thank you for asking me to be on your show. I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to share some little things that I've learned along the way. Thank you so much. Thank you again. Well, listeners, was that a fabulous interview or what? And I hope you have gained some valuable information. I hope that you will contact Lainey Johnson via her website, email her, call her, hire her as a consultant, especially if you want to go after a multi-million dollar contract because she knows the numbers. She knows the numbers, how to do the proposal. She knows the numbers, and she said, you heard her. When 
you invoice the federal government, just because you invoice them does not mean that they process it. So once they process it, that could be 30, that could be 60 days before you get paid and you're able to pay your people. So therefore, you need to know how to work the numbers. And she knows how to work the numbers. As I said earlier, I worked on three government contracts with her simultaneously. And the one thing about working with Lane Johnson, because she knows the numbers, you get paid. Because I'll never forget someone approached me when I was at one of the networking events for one of the local lending agencies for government contractors. And they said, Janet, don't you need to take out a loan because you're on a government contract? I said, no, because I get paid. So I hope that you listen to this interview again. I hope that you reach out to Lainey because that was just a little. I mean, that was like about 20 minutes of all the information on how to manage a large government contract, how to team with other people, how to partner with other people, how to go after funding. It was a lot of information. So I'm going to take a quick break, but when I come back, I'm going to share with you what I actually did on those government contracts on how I helped her manage all of those government contracts. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy from Shred Patrol, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Yes, everybody, please support Lori Kennedy of Shred Patrol because it's getting near the time of season, especially to we're getting into the fall, we're getting into the last quarter of the year. It's time to clear the clutter out of our offices. So what I wanted to share with you um, in my tales tip time is about the administrative aspect of managing a project. But before I do, I want to make sure that I share with you my audiobook selection for this week. And basically, as you know, Audible offers our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And you can choose from over 180,000 audio programs. You download the title for free and you start listening. It's that easy. You go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. That's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my audiobook selection for this week, as it goes in line with our topic for this evening, is the seven habits for managers. Managing Yourself, Leading Others, and Unleashing Potential by Stephen Covey. Again, it is the seven habits for managers, Managing Yourself, Leading Others, and Unleashing Potential. And I thought this was a great audiobook selection because when you are managing government projects, multimillion-dollar projects, you are managing teams. As Lainey said, no man is an island. You cannot do this by yourself. You have to have a team. And I was part of her team, um, and I was always part of the administrative part of it because I made sure things flowed because that is key. When you're working on government contracts, when you're working on those multimillion-dollar contracts, you've got deadlines to meet as a contractor. And therefore, it was always my responsibility, and, and I had the nickname as the whip cracker. The, 
I would crack the whip um, because I would stay on people. Um, and as she shared, when you're working with teams, when you're working with people, you're working with people with different personalities. And I would work with people who were so good at what they did, but they were still procrastinators because they thought they could always wait until the last minute. Well, you cannot wait until the last minute when there's several people that had to see the product. For example, there was a team that went out and they did the reports, but once those reports were done, I needed to get them back so that I can formulate the report so that they would be sent to the federal government. And, of course, they would always wait until the last minute, but we really got into a system. So in regards to the administrative part of managing the multiple and large, multimillion-dollar contracts and large contracts, number one, you have to decide how the information will be organized, whether it's going to be physical files, whether it's going to be cloud system, whether it's going to be both. One contract we actually had to have physical files on site for that particular contract. But everything dealing with us internally was on the cloud system. So therefore, um, there was no need because we were all in different locations to have physical files. Implement timelines and deadlines. Now, even though something may have been due the 30th of the month, I would always ask them to give it to me no later than the 15th because I had to work on it. And because when you are doing contracts, whether it's government, multimillion-dollar contract, large contract, you may have other contracts. So, therefore, that's why I always ask for it in a reasonable amount of time so I could not only juggle doing what I had to do for that contract, but I was also working on other contracts as well. Even though I had those three contracts, I was still working on my individual consulting contracts. Make sure you keep the lines of communication open is another key because when you're working on teams, you want to make sure everybody understands things, and that is why I got into a habit of making sure people communicated with me via email so that if we needed to discuss anything, if there was something that was not clear, I would immediately send out an email. Sometimes we would talk and call each other, et cetera, but you need to have some clear lines of communication. Using text, sending emails, calling each other. Write down your to-do list. You cannot remember everything. We've got so many different wonderful tools. Make sure you write to-do lists so that you'll know the next steps you need in order to. And, of course, the last thing is you definitely want to make sure you clear your desk at the end of the day. Um, so that way when you walk into that workspace, that work area, you're free to focus on what you need to work on and not be distracted by the clutter. So, again, decide on how the information will be organized, Implement some timelines, deadlines, keep the lines of communication open. You want to write your to-do list, and you definitely want to clear your desk off at the end of the day. And as I shared, I was responsible for administration. Lane would always bring me in and do the administrative piece. Um, And as I shared, I was working on three contracts, but also – One of the things I want to share, she talked about going after the large contract, partnering with people, and that's what I did. I partnered with Lane because after knowing 
everything. And that she just touched on a little bit of what she really had to. Because one of the things with government contracts specifically is a specific type of contract, like an 8A contract. Everything is just you. You have to be audited. Um, so for me, it was more um, beneficial for me to partner with her and to be herself on every contract. And sometimes we begin to look at the big pie and the the big dollar amount, but trust me. Even being a subcontractor, you can still benefit greatly because even as a sub, I and if you go to my website, which is, I should say, my corporate website, which is www.totallyorganized.biz, um, and you go to my client listing, you will see all the different government contracts that I've had the opportunity to work on. And, and I was looking at that list before I did the show, and I was just knowing um, my journey in life um, and all of what I have been able to accomplish in a very short period of time. And we're not talking a long period. We're talking a five-year period of time where I was on major government multimillion-dollar contracts um, working with her. So it's possible. Uh, and also if you um, will also notice, in addition to government contracts, I have a lot of different certifications, which is something is possible for all of you out there as well. And that's something I did on my own because I was very organized. I was able to do all of that paperwork myself. Of course, now I teach and I show other business people, and I also do it for them as well. But those are some things that as you begin to, now that you've gotten yourself a little bit motivated, you've heard your interview with Laney, I want to do this. Do it, but just make sure that you are very organized. Not only one, like she said, just making sure that you have understand the financial piece, but also two, making sure you have a good team and making sure you hire good people. That's one thing I learned is you need good team and good people because you can get some bad people and you don't want to get bad people because then that will that will not look good on your firm. So those are some things that, you know, you really need to look after as well. So 646-478-5386 is the number if you have any questions about, just general questions about government contracting, how I felt about it, et cetera, please feel free to call me. Um, but I would suggest that you definitely take this interview and you just kind of listen to it again and reach out to Lane. Um, and, you know, who knows, have her to, to speak to your group or your organization. You know, hire her to do some consulting, some coaching, because you will be gaining the experience from somebody who has done it. So I want to make sure that because the day is September 5th, and this is the last day that you can buy two My Body Passports, and they'll send you two magnetize my body passport holders for your refrigerator, which is a four ninety eight value. All you need to do is have proof of purchase, which could be a receipt, or you could just take a picture of the um my body passport and of course you would send it to info at mybodypassports.com. That's info at mybodypassport.com. So you've got until midnight to do that. So it's a wonderful product. It's another way to keep yourself organized 
uh, as you manage your health, as you manage your fitness, as you manage your life. Sure that you take advantage of my power keys because even as a business owner and you're managing projects, your home and your life and your time needs to be in order so you can focus on bringing in those million-dollar contracts. And I'm running an offer, which I've just continued um, into the summer, and it'll probably be going into the fall as well. It's the power keys for an organized you. It helps you get your home and your life in order. And there's two parts. The first part is the e-course, which basically I share with you how to stay focused on your project. But then you get two one-hour sessions with me. And basically in the sessions, I will help you stay focused on your organizing project. And this is for people who like to do things themselves. They've been reading the books or watching the shows, Internet. And basically you send me a video of some photos of the space you want to organize. During our first session, I will just take you step-by-step what you need to do in order to clear the clutter. Then you go back and do it as homework, and then we'll come back and have a recap to see how things went. So you can get all of that, and that's a lot. You get an e-course, you get two hours with me, all of that, which is a value at $250 for an investment of $59. So you just go to my website. My personal website is com, and you click on Take Back Your Power slider, and then all the details will be there, and then you can take advantage of that wonderful offer. Well, I thank you for your tweets. I thank you for your emails, your posts on Facebook, your posts on Instagram. I thank you um, for following me here on Blog Talk Radio and becoming a part of this community. And so today is, and I also thank you for following me on Periscope too. So I've been doing my Periscopes on Saturdays, just like my wonderful, beautiful, talented goddaughter said, Aunt Janet, she's got to take a date and stick to it. Out of the mouths of babes. And that's what I've been doing. So I thank all of you for just watching and following those. I really appreciate it. But, of course, today is Monday. Tomorrow is Tuesday. And this, of course, is a purge week. This is like National Purge Week. So tomorrow, I want you to shred. I want you to go in your office and start shredding all the documents that you no longer need, all the documents that you probably have scanned, or you just have them you have them either scanned, they're in the cloud, you don't need the physical copy anymore, and they're taking up all of that space. So it's time to clear out the clutter. We clear out the clutter, we're going into the fall, we're clearing out the closet, working on the garage. You need to work in the office and get that office clear so you can open it up, open that space up to receive. And that is that's that's a good that's my message because in order to receive you got to make room so make room make room to receive go into that folder that's supposed to be your financial folder which may have your bank statements or anything financial in it and organize it so clutter repels money that's from Susie Orman clutter repels money so go into the office and get it organized so. My app suggestion for the week is ScanBot, the ScanBot. 
and it is an app that automatically scans documents when you point the camera at a piece of paper. Then you can scan and pick the final scan from four versions. So that's for those of you who are out there, maybe out and about, and you don't want to have to buy an extra scanner. You just want to download the app on your phone. My product suggestion is the face-saving bamboo desk organizer, and it's from Bed Bath & Beyond, and it just helps you organize things on your desk so you can have a clutter-free desk. And my repurposed suggestion is someone turned a dresser into a desk, and you can also give new life to a filing cabinet as well as a chair. And you can go to my Pinterest page and check out all of those boards, apps to help you stay organized, products to help you stay organized, and repurpose the office. Go to those boards, and you can find those suggestions as well as many more on my Pinterest page. And I'm Janet M. Taylor on Pinterest. Well, my quote for the week is, life is too complicated not to be orderly. Through the ups and downs, the trials, the disappointments. But one of the things that I feel will help you better navigate life is when you're organized. You know, when I took care of my mother, it was a challenging time. It was hard. But I think it was a lot easier because I was organized. Or when I last year had to have surgery, things were better to navigate, especially not only for me, but also for my girlfriend who stayed with me because my space was organized. And even now, I can better manage my business and not make costly mistakes because I'm organized. A couple of examples. Uh, about a week ago, I get a letter in the mail saying that my domain name is expiring in October. Now, I distinctly remember paying for renewal, which I always do in about April and March, usually it's spring. And I know I use a specific company. But what's interesting is the company, first of all, sent me something in the mail that says that it expires in October, and they didn't leave a number. They just gave me a form where I had to put my credit card information and then mail it back to them. But if I had not been organized and not had not had a system in place knowing every year annually this is when it's done, I may have taken the chance, panicked, sent in my credit card information, and who knows what would have happened after that. So that is one reason why life is sometimes too complicated not to be ordered. And then just recently I get a uh, a letter from uh, about a medical bill, and I'm now pulled out all the information saying that it was already covered. So it's little things like that that can just make life a little bit smoother. So I hope you gained something out of that today. Um Next week, we're going to be talking about the closet, and just because it's spring, the closet, and also I'm going to be sharing an interview I did with the career wardrobe, because a lot of us have those those clothes in our closet that we will not wear again. Somebody who is on the road to recovery, to changing their life, needs some clothes, 
Excuse me. So, great way to help somebody is to donate those clothes in our closet that we no longer wear. It can help them transform their lives. So that's what we'll be talking about. And then, of course, on my birthday, which happens the following Monday, we're going to be talking about balance with Nikita Thigpen, and she is truly um, an advocate for women making sure they have balance in their homes as well as their lives. And I'm excited because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I put together a wonderful group of guests for that month. I will be kicking it off with Novella Lyons, who, uh, because she had breast cancer, basically started Women of Faith and Hope and how she did that. And then I'll be talking to Fran McNeil, who wrote an awesome book, which I am reading. Uh, And then I'll be talking to bringing back Dr. Angela Chester, who also wrote a book. So I'm bringing to you women who, despite those challenges they face, they put the pieces together in their lives, and they did something. And I just hope to inspire those of you out there to bring that to you. And that will be October. We will be focusing and just on breast cancer awareness in October. So I want to, of course, thank all of you again for listening this evening. And, of course, make sure you take advantage of the My Body Passport. Uh, offer the Janet the Janet special if you haven't already done so. Make sure you go to my website and take advantage of the Take Back Your Power package. And of course, be sure to always just share this show with your family, your friends, as well as your social media network. And of course, be sure to visit me at Janet M. Taylor.com. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, I want you to have an organized week. Organization is the quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.